Welcome back, everyone, to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan here. For today, we have on the show, what can I say? We have here the incredible, the amazing, the badass, the superstar, the legendary, the incredible, the epic, Carolina. Carolina, how are you today? How are you, Dan? Thank you so much for that introduction. That's so sweet of you. Absolutely. I mean, what better way to have an incredible, fantastic, badass day to be chatting with someone as badass as you? You know what I mean? Thank you. We are all badasses in, in, in some ways, right? We are all... Absolutely. So we we all have superpowers in in different areas of, in our lives. So yes, mm-hmm, I accept mm-hmm. that. I welcome that. There you go. Couldn't agree more. Now before we start, I do want to thank those who are you know t- are recently tuning in either on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or here or on YouTube as well. Thank you so much. Now on the description below, you're gonna find all of Carolina's social media. Let's follow her. Let's make her viral. Hashtag Team Carolina, and let's find out why she's a super badass. Now without further more, let's begin. So my first question would be. What drew you into acting in the first place? You know, was there a specific moment or experience in life to be like, you know what, this is going to be my passion now? Well, I actually have been a performer my whole life. Um, at the age of nine, I actually walked myself into a, an audition at the Conservatory of Music in the hometown where I grew up in, in Alajuela, in Costa Rica. Okay. I was drawn drawn by the music uh, and, and the singing and I was just it was just a calling for me so I walked in and I asked the director if I could audition for the choir and it was an international choir it was a big choir uh won awards and, and toured around and, and I was accepted I passed the audition um it was an amazing experience uh, so it's always been a calling for me to perform um later on in life I became a dancer and uh it was it was actually a dream of mine always to act, but as you know, in Latin America, for some of us, that can only be a dream sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So of course, it was always there in the back of my mind as a dream, and I would love to do that one day. Oh, someday I would love to do that. That would be amazing. What a great job. What a great thing to do. But it was not very realistic, right? So <clears throat> I became a performer in the ways that I could, and uh, uh, when I was part-time living in Canada and part-time living in Costa Rica, because my husband is Canadian, okay. uh, yes, my husband is is Canadian. I didn't want to move uh, permanently to Canada. Um, I just I wanted to live in Costa Rica, so I was moving back and forth, um, spending half the year in Costa Rica, half the year in in Canada. Um, but in 2019, because my husband is also an artist, he's also a performer, he's a musician, um, we decided we will take acting lessons in, back in, 19, in 2019. Um, and that was quite an experience. We loved it. Both of us are artists, both of us are performers, and we, both of us like to challenge ourselves constantly and, and growing as artists. So uh, then comes 2020 and the pandemic, and it forces me to stay in Canada because that was the only way to stay close to my husband. Um, there were no flights back to Costa Rica. So I had to get a work permit and start working in Canada. And and I thought to myself, well, while I did for a living in Costa Rica was a real estate, I thought to myself, uh, if I live in Canada, since there is opportunity here for actors, I'm going to try acting. I'm going to, I'm going to have to do something related to the arts uh, for a living because that's my calling. And uh, so I started, I got my my work permit that took a while. <laughs> it was, it's not easy. <laughs> um, and as soon as I got it, I started auditioning back in 2021. It took me a while to get the work permit. And, uh, and 
it's been an incredible journey ever since, uh, way better than I expected, um, way better than I imagined. So fulfilling, so rewarding. So yeah, that, that was my, the calling was always there, but that was kind of the journey that drove me into acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what were some of the challenges, you know, that you had when you were, you know, like between, uh, leave, yeah, between living in, in two different countries here and there, and then, you know, starting with the whole acting, like what were some of the challenges that, that you first encountered when you were, you know, uh, as time went by, you were moving forward here and there? Oh, I mean, everything is a challenge and that's part of why I love it. Also for somebody whose uh, native language is not English, mm. you have to learn the terminology for everything i remember the first time i stepped on set i didn't know anything dan i i got this job it was a non-union um non-union work um um with the family of farpoint which is a, a, an amazing production company here in winnipeg that i love i love everybody there and my first experience on set was with them um and i didn't know anything um i had gone to acting lessons but really I didn't learn anything about actually being there on set so I remember everybody saying oh we're gonna go blocking now what's blocking (laughs) so starting from there I had to learn what everything was called but it's it's been a beautiful growth growing journey too Um, the language thing has been has been a challenge for me because I thought when I started and I still do that having an accent is is an asset and it's mm-hmm. a superpower, you know, because we're trying to do something different when we audition. And I naturally have that already. Um, but to be able to access a wide uh, array of uh, of uh, characters, I, I have to work my accent to be make it as clear as possible for the American audience uh, for TV productions. And, uh, and that has been a challenge for me. Um, that has made me help me to grow too uh, into a more equipped artist. There you go. Yes. I love it. That is amazing. Now, focusing a little bit into the whole, you know, uh, character part here. Tell me, how do you approach getting into the mindset of a character? Do you have a, I don't know, like in a specific technique or like, what is your thing? So you can start on this, uh, yeah, on this journey, let's say. I think every character requires a different approach. Mm. I do. Um, And I, of course, depending on the character, I lean towards one method or the other, but it just, it just, I really have to feel it. um, What works for me as for every human being, because we're all so different. We are a different universe, all of us, then each character is as well. So it requires a different approach. Sometimes you can feed of other actors and that works perfectly. Sometimes you just have to, you know, go deep into your own emotions, your own experiences to be able to cry for a scene, for example. Um, uh, I had to, to be able to cry for a scene. I had to go on with going inwards, search for my own experiences, for my own sad moments back uh, in the past. And also for gratitude, because you can cry tears of gratitude as well. Um, so it really depends, uh, substitution works sometimes for some characters. Sometimes it just doesn't at all. Uh, prototype sometimes it's, it's like, okay, I'm going to channel, uh, you know, this character that I saw in a movie and it works perfectly for an audition or for a role. And, and, and sometimes it just doesn't. So I, 
have my own method. <laughs> I have the Carolina method. And yeah. that works. Yeah. And that works so far for me. As I, I don't know as I evolve as an actor and later on in life, which path is going to be more comfortable for me. But so far, I find that having all these tools available, um, mm -hmm. it's probably the best. Yeah, absolutely. And it's great the fact that you can get the chance to create like your own style. And I think that is also... Yeah, that is also like for new actors, you know, they can get the chance to be like, okay, so there is no on a specific manual on how to create. I mean, yes, you can take parts from people here and there, but at the end, like the goal here is to create your own style. So that's pretty, yeah, I, I, I think that is one of the good things about it, you know, that there is, that you have to make it on your own, basically. So. Absolutely. Yes, mm -hmm. make it your own. As, because we are all different. Totally. Uh, we're such a universe inside of us and we all have different gifts um so yeah adhering to one specific method or technique actually in life as well has never been my style yeah yes okay that is cool now yeah. is there a particular genre or type of character that you haven't portrayed yet but you would love to explore that in the near future I would really like to, and actually I was watching, <laughs> I was watching the movie Blow last night mm -hmm. uh, with Johnny Depp, Penelope Cruz. She does such an amazing job at being absolutely psychotic off the charts. That's something that will feel so liberating for me, just be absolutely maniac crazy. Mm -hmm. And the way she releases all, releases all this energy it's just that she is uh, a role model for me. I, I admire her her career a lot and her style. So that's something I would love to play. I find that I'm leaning, uh, I'm feeling very comfortable uh, auditioning for roles, uh, the female power figure that, that's very enticing to me mm. and that feels very comfortable and fun. <clears throat> of course, playing a villain um, or a, a person of power is, is a lot more fun probably um i would love i would love to perform in spanish um which i haven't had the opportunity yet but i did recently audition <clears throat> for a role for a movie that part of it is spanish part of it is is, is english so okay. that's something that i would love to do just because of course we and you know we love speaking our own language and we feel so so much more comfortable and mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. So that's something that I would love to to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, speaking yeah, yeah, speaking in your own language is really cool. Saying bad words in your own language is pretty cool too. So yes, it feels yeah. different. Yeah. 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 Yes. You know, I've been hoping and I really hope that at some point they they really start to do that. But you know, it's interesting. The other day I was speaking I was speaking with a friend of mine and I was doing like a little bit of research. And it's interesting how in most of all films, yeah, most of all films, when they switch to Mexico, it's always yellow. Yes. You know, yeah. and the other day I was, uh, yeah, with this friend of mine, I was like, like, why is this happening? You know, like why every time they, they, there isn't a scene in Mexico, it's always yellow. I mean, do, do they think that we see everything yellow, you know, or like what is going on here that it's always yellow, right? And I really yes, hope... Yeah, sorry, no, sorry. No, 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 yeah, it's interesting, right? And also I'm 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 hoping that they can get the chance to whenever for example if it is a film based in I don't know in Mexico, Costa Rica, Argentina, you know, countries like that, 
if they can get the opportunity to to put locals to it, you know, it also show it's it is also I would think like an opportunity for talent for local talent to show themselves and be like, hey, there's also you know we can do things here too, and I think that is something that we should take it that that we should take advantage advantage right now to be experimenting with new stuff and giving opportunities to new people, you know, so. Yeah. Absolutely, Dan. Well, first with the color, um, I want to address that. And I think they want to convey the idea that it's warmer. <laughs> Perhaps. Why? It's a little bit more yellow. And that's the, it's just the psychological thing. Okay, it's warmer down here. So yellow. That's yellow. perfect. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, as far as local talent, you are so right. And last night watching the movie, uh, the movie Blow, I Googled the actors that uh, are, are portraying Hispanic um, characters. And uh, and this movie takes place in Colombia. Okay. And I think of the ones I Googled, at least, none of them are from Colombia. And as you and I know, there are so many amazing Colombian actors mm -hmm. that are off the chart, off the charts, talented actors. Um, what a waste uh, of an opportunity for them too. Now, this movie was filmed in 2001, I think. Mm -hmm. so they had, of course, Penelope Cruz and uh, um, a couple of Spanish actors, um, more, a couple more Spanish actors, an actress from Argentina, uh, some from Mexico. Um, but you are right. Uh, there are so many actors in Latin America that are, that are dying for an opportunity and that will do an amazing job. And also for the audience, it's respectful for us as Latinos because we can recognize. Oh, yeah. Act. We know when, that, when an accent is not from Argentina or not from Colombia. No, you grew up in North America and you were speaking Spanish with a North American accent. But for North Americans... They can't tell, right? We can. So I think out of respect for the audience too, and also to benefit the authenticity and the honesty of the film, maybe go out of your way to, to hire local, um, local talent um, because the outcome will probably be a lot more authentic and, and real for, for both, for both, for the, for the film and for yep. the audience. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, the expressions, everything. I mean, it changes when you actually use someone who is native with our you know with that language i mean yeah yeah i really hope that that at some point we get the chance like to see that i mean i can understand that sometimes they will hire only a-list actors so the film can sell sure but at the same time you can give opportunities to some of the to some of the of the pro yeah to some of the cast to be to be locals you know because as you say like the expressions and we can totally tell whenever there is i don't know there is this character who is from mexico and whenever they start to speak spanish Everyone is like, mm, no, that's not, that's not, that's not like how we speak, you know. So, yeah, the falls, right? The, mm -hmm. the magic just and, falls. And even know. though that perhaps it could be a really great film, when those type of things happen, at least to me, it disconnects me a little bit from the whole plot. You know, I tend to be that's like, you, you know, yeah. it's yeah, you can help it. So, yeah, yeah and, and there are, I mean, your audience is your Hispanic audience is huge, so appeal to them we will watch your films we love your films so you know give authenticity to us it will be worth it uh in both both ends right because then artists in, in latin america will experience what it is to work for a big, big film or a foreign film and then production will be able to deliver authenticity mm -hmm. there you go yes. there you go i love it now 
have you ever had a role that made a significant impact on you? And if it did, how did, I mean, and if it did, did that affected you somehow or how was it for you? Absolutely. Well, I think all of them have affected me personally, but my very first role actually, Dan, was for an MGM film called Dark Harvest. Um, And uh, I was I was chosen by director David Slade, who I admire very much uh, for a very dramatic scene. Um, And I honestly, Dan, had just started auditioning for that uh, for that audition. I I saw a tutorial on YouTube on how to audition via Zoom because mm-hmm. I've done it and I booked it. So that's not that's not the only reason that affected me personally, but also I was requested to cry um, for this scene. And uh, as a new actor, as you can imagine, of course, I got emotional during the audition. But when we got to set and during rehearsal, um, David Slate, he doesn't really like a performance during rehearsal because, and and I agree with this, um, it's kind of like a waste of energy maybe, Mm. uh, especially if you have to cry. Um, You have to keep the performance fresh uh, and, and, you know, try to save it for the actual moment of action, right? Mm. And so during rehearsal, I wasn't requested to cry. um, but when we were going to go shoot, I had the feeling uh, that he was going to want more from me, more than just me getting emotional. So he was waiting for me there at the bottom of the steps of this house that where we, where we shot the scene. And he said, you know, during rehearsal, I, I didn't want you to cry uh, because it's rehearsal, <laughs> but I want you to cry. Like I want, I want you to cry from take one. And I'm a new actor, right? And crying it's it's a very demanding biological thing that you can't fake, mm-hmm. right? You can't, you just have to feel it and you have to dig in and make it happen. And so I said, of course, uh, poker face. I Honestly, Dan, I didn't know if I was going to be capable to deliver what he yeah. wanted. But in my head, I'm like, this is an opportunity I cannot waste. He has put so much trust in me as a new actor, as a nobody, I was not even part of the union uh, yet and he one of the first things he told me when he met me was when I saw your audition I knew you had to be the one that's very encouraging he didn't have to say that but I do appreciate it very much so that kind of trust given to me was something that I treasured so I went up those steps and I listened to a couple of songs that are very moving to me and I said there's no other way I have to make this happen and I started crying these huge tears. Of course, I did a little meditation. I connected with my past and with also when I saw that it was happening, I was so grateful then that I swear to you that some of the, most of those tears were tears of gratitude because I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God, this is happening. (laughs) This is happening. This is so amazing. And it was an emotional scene. And uh, my scene partner, Alejandro Acara, who's also a Mexican like yourself, he he was crying with me. It was a beautiful scene. And uh, and I was portraying a Mexican mother who was mm. living in poverty, um, who had to move uh, for whatever reason, running away from poverty from Mexico. And and it was she was sending, I was sending my my son to to chase this this monster to kill him because we needed the the prize money so it's an incredible movie that is out on prime now on amazon prime uh, dark harvest 
Um, and I had to send him knowing that he could die because we were in such a desperate situation. So that helped me to connect with my own difficulties as an immigrant and learning the way here in Canada, uh, uh, maybe not so much economical issues, but also adapting and, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, not knowing what clearly what the path is as we know in 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 our countries and and we have our culture there and here we have to adapt to new cultures and hope that they will understand if we ever say something that is uh, uh you know a little bit out of place it's just due to our culture if we have you know we we have to hope that these people that we live with will understand our the purpose behind what we do and the reason for the things that we do and the whole immigrant thing uh, was a part of that of that scene, and uh, I, I I think that character moved me in very special ways for for very special reasons and for the opportunity that that I was given to as a new actor to be with this uh, kind of production. Because uh, I remember standing there on the door; it, it took place at the, at the entrance of this little house, and looking both ways. Uh, of the street where we were filming and there was crew as far as I could see. And for a Costa Rican girl, you know, that's that's kind of a dream when yeah. you are part of an MGM film of that kind. And you're being directed by David Slate, who's such a creative genius in my, in my view. And he's being so kind to me. Um, and all these crew around you, it's just, it's just uh, yeah, it's very beautiful. I was very grateful and that, specific role will be close to my heart forever. There you go. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And tell me how you handle the pressure and expectations that come when you're about to play a character. Okay. I think... The first thing and the most important thing is preparation. If you are prepared, you really have nothing to fear as long as you're adaptable. That's yep. the other thing, right? So prepare as much as you can, but also be ready for everything to change <laughs> and for new direction to be given to you and for it to be the complete opposite to what you prepare to be. So prepare, yes, but also be flexible. and. This is something that also brings me back to this character for Dark Harvest, um, because David Slade, all of a sudden, he he gave me a direction. Mm -hmm. and he he wanted me to push my son down the steps. There were just 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 a few steps, maybe three or four, and he was supposed to fall down at the bottom of the steps. And uh, this is something that was not scripted. It was just something that David wanted me to do right there there and then. And I had prepared my scene as a new actress. Uh, as a pleading mother and uh, then all of a sudden he wanted me to switch to be like very demanding almost like soulless mother who's throwing her child down the step down the steps and uh, and well first of all and this is nobody's fault I didn't ask the right the right questions um, I didn't know how capable Alejandro my son in the movie was uh, to do his own stunts and Pushing him down the steps was terrifying to me. 
you know, hurting him or him hurting himself. It turns out later on, I read that he's actually an, an expert in martial arts. So he does his own stunts. I didn't know this and I didn't ask. That's why it's important to be prepared. Um, so I wasn't able to deliver what David wanted. Um, so that brings me to the lesson of being prepared to be flexible, mm. not just, you know, stay in one. Now there are, there are a couple of things here to be mentioned. David Slate had the grace to see that I had prepared my character in a plea as a pleading mother and to be able to connect to the crying and the tears and what he expected me to do biologically uh, crying there in the scene. I, I, I found it very hard to switch. And he was, uh, he had the grace to tell me, you know, Carolina, we're going to respect your relationship between your son and the love that you have for him and the pleading mother that you have prepared. We're not going to affect that relationship. We're going to have dad, uh, the, the, the actor that was playing Alejandro's father, come and, and be the authoritative one and, and throw him down the steps. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I was so grateful, Dan, because that showed how humane and how nice David Slate was because he was kind the whole time. He was flexible himself. We must remember that directors are and can be directors, even though they are very experienced, can be as terrified as we are. They have a lot of responsibility on their shoulders. They have put their trusts in this, their trust in these people. So I, I am very grateful for his kindness and, and his flexibility as well. Um, and, and another thing that came out of that is that hadn't been for that my actor friend who was portraying Alejandro's father would have never been on screen he on screen he was off screen the whole time but because he was now the one that was supposed to throw Alejandro down the steps now he was on screen and he was so that's something good that came out of that so be prepared be flexible be kind with yourself because if you are not able to do what the director or what you're told, they're human too. Know mm -hmm. that as long as you recognize your own humanity, everything's going to be okay, right? Uh, do the best you can. And, and another thing, how do you handle pressure? Be kind to others. Um, like what I said about, about directors, that they can be as scared or more than you are because they have these huge responsibilities so know that and know that every person that every crew member is usually doing their best to make everything happen under sometimes very exhausting circumstances so be kind and when there's time where you have to be shown patience and kindness you will be shown patience and kindness too all right now let's say that one day i call you and I tell you that I want to become an actor. Now, here's the catch. I have zero experience. So based on what you know, what do you think it would be a good place for me to start? If you called me and you said that you wanted to be an actor. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I would say start taking lessons, acting lessons. It just, it depends on where you would want to um, work, right? So what I did and worked for me especially as an immigrant is I started taking lessons mm. um, month to month lessons and start learning from as many people as you can, because everybody will have pieces of gold for you to learn in acting. It's, it's really strange because the information is kind of hidden and <laughs> you have to kind of find it along the way. And then a year or two after you started, you're like, Oh man, 
how come I didn't know? I wish I knew that. It's, oh, why didn't anybody tell me? It's almost like you have to find it unless you have like a close friend that is an actor that can guide you through the whole process. It's like a searching game that you go through. And it's, it can be exciting. It can be frustrating too. So I would advise you to get acting lessons. Um, mm. Yes, because because another good reason is that you you start to meet people in the industry and you build a community and you get inspired by others too. Um, and even as a student, you can start producing your own work. Mm. Um, be patient. Uh, the first time you see yourself on the screen is most of the time shocking, right? Because um, it's just weird to see yourself speaking and talking and acting. And and it, it, it's just not the way, it's rarely the way you think you look and sound like. So that's a little bit shocking. And through acting lessons, hopefully on a class where you can record a scene and see yourself and be motivated by others. That's the first thing that I would tell you to do. Also, also very important, read, read, read a book, read a good book about acting. The first book I read that was very informative is The Actor's Life by Jenna Fisher. Um, oh man, it's such a jewel of a book. It has so much, um, it's, so, so, it's, it's a guide actually, it's actually called The Survival Guide. So it, it, it has so much advice for new actors and things that we don't know <laughs> that happen in the audition room. And that we had no idea um, about the journey, about how hard it can be um, to land a role or, you know, to get established, but also the payoff of that. And we're all, we're not alone. So you learn through a book so many things that you might not learn by the people around you. So read, educate yourself. That's in every aspect of life, anything you want to do, read. And, you know, we are so, communication is so globalized now, so available that you know even youtube tutorials you can find the university of youtube is such a is such a gem for all of us right we can all learn just about anything online right so yeah get educated there are so many tools now there you go i love it now jenna fisher she was in she was in the office right yes yes she uh -huh. was pan uh-huh uh-huh yeah i knew it i knew that name okay that's yeah. pretty cool well, i recommend that book it's a really good book um i um i learned a lot from it and it was very encouraging at first actually the beginning of the book is a little bit discouraging because she's like listen this is not like this is not easy it's not gonna mm -hmm. be this is not for the weak of hearts if you're not ready to be rejected and to suffer then just choose another career, right? And and I was like, oh man, this is very negative. I don't know if I like this. But then she goes on to explain, you know, the joys of it and, and how worth it it is. And if you're here it's for a reason and listen to your to your gut, to what is, mm. why are you here? And I also think, Dan, that acting is such a, it's been such a healing self-discovery journey for me that and I also think that in a way, all human beings, all of us are playing a role of some sort, even though we're not in front of a screen, when we're out walking, you know, in the street, we're playing a role when we are at home, uh, society imposes these roles on us, um, that in a way, since we're all actors anyways, we should explore uh, acting, even if we don't want to become actors, take an acting lesson, mm -hmm. it will 
amazing what you can discover there about yourself and the ways in which you can even heal your soul um, through an acting lesson, through performing, through becoming someone else. There you go. All right. And what has been the most important lesson you have learned throughout your acting career so far? Well, exactly that. How much of a healing journey? That was very surprising, actually. Because, of course, I didn't go into acting school or acting lessons and, and into acting to heal myself or to discover things about myself. <clears throat> but in the process, I have been shocked at the self-discovery journey and the healing journey that I am living through acting because I have to access my deepest emotions. I have to understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, why I react the way I react mm -hmm. <laughs> to also listen to, a, to listen in a, in a more effective way to feel the person that I'm talking to and try to get the feeling of what they're saying. And so it's, it's equipped me as a human um, in ways that are, are very surprising to me that um, dancing didn't do dancing made me a very courageous person <laughs> by the way that was that was probably the most valuable lesson of dancing was I became a very courageous human being because dance dancing in front of a crowd live or in front of a, a, a judges is very nerve-wracking um acting has helped me to heal and to and to understand and know myself better so that is a very valuable lesson for me mm -hmm. okay okay all right now what do you think it's one of the yeah like, like one of the biggest misconception that people have about actors oh definitely that <laughs> that acting is just just fun times all the time <laughs> and it's easy that is easy that is such a misconception and uh, and i'm telling you because i had no idea of how hard it is mm -hmm. until i tried it people will never know until you try it you look at it in the screen oh yeah sure um they have no idea of how difficult it is to convey real emotions and trans and, and transmit that to people, to move people in an effective way, the way you want them to go. It's so difficult. It's so hard. And also people have no idea of the time that is put behind before landing a role or, yeah. you know, they, they have no idea of the amount of work that actors do the amount of rejection we face, the amount of frustration. Um, there are more joys. I That's my personal view. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. Totally. Um, uh, but, it, you know, no pain, no gain, right? So the biggest misconception is that it's easy um, and that it's it's just not enough. It's that, that, that we're not really working. It's not a real job, right? <laughs> That is not a real job. That is, uh, it's a, it's some glamorous life that some people have been lucky to be chosen for. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yeah, that's true. So, and yeah, sometimes people. I mean, sometimes, right? We, but I think that is like the, uh, it's the fault. Yeah, it's like the what I'm trying to say here is, 
it's all the media's fault, you know, because they usually show, you know, like the glamour, the red carpets, the the award shows, things like that. So we tend to think that that's their lifestyle. But once you discover that there is this huge, you know, back, there's this huge amount of work that sometimes we don't even know, you know, and yeah, yeah. so I, w- I would say that perhaps that is the media's fault for trying to portray this image which yes sometimes yeah it's true sometimes that 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 happens you know when you go to premieres awards red carpets and all of that but that is like a i don't know like a very tiny percent of the work that you need to put behind of that sometimes well that definitely we the audience don't know about you know we just see the final product and that's it but we don't know anything about it that that like what took them to be where they are right now and when you try to discover or when you do a little bit of research going on you're like oh, okay i get it now so yeah also, people have no idea of how emotionally taxing acting or portraying or a specific role can be. It it can really mess with your mind. It can really, it's so exhausting um, to convey real emotions, real deep feelings of frustration, sadness, anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really takes a toll on, on on actors, on human beings in general, and to put yourself in other people's shoes. Uh, um, it just it can maybe damage you permanently. Um, I I used to you know think oh that's so, like when Heath Ledger died after he or during the filming uh, of uh, the Joker. Mm-hmm. I you know I just thought oh, it's too bad he got into drugs and he was so young and so talented. But now as an actor, um, I understand that you go into a self discovery journey and and to almost not almost, but you are really changing the reality inside of you. And and when you get deep into the character, you feel those emotions. You really do. Mm -hmm. And your brain really doesn't know the difference. Your body doesn't know the difference that that's not really happening, that you're not about to get murdered. It's not really happening because you're really feeling it. It's a real feeling. And and so the the chemicals released in the brain are real. The cortisol is real. And it's, is toxic for your body so there is a physical toll that actors have to deal with and and that's why i think meditation is such a great tool especially when you are either auditioning for a very moving scene a very stressful thing or or you get a role like you know uh, like i will hopefully get in the future where you have to portray a character that is constantly suffering (laughs) um Mm -hmm. meditation i think is a must for actors where you have to go back and clear your mind and 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 invite gratitude and feel gratitude and and let your body know this is you know this is not really happening and that's what i would do at least just to cleanse my body of all the negative emotions because that will bring a toll it would it will affect your health and um, now for method actors that just become for whatever period of time because they have to or because they choose to people need to value the fact that they are physically affecting themselves with mm. these toxicity, right? And and people don't know these things. They just think, oh, it's, it's fake. It's not. It's real. It's really happening in their brains and in their body. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is amazing. Now, let's say, if your life were a sitcom, what would be the title of it? But also, who would play the the fictional version of yourself? Okay, uh, I think I will ideally have it be a very exotic, weird, 
full mm. of ingredients. Pizza. Why? Because you can throw anything on pizza. And I really want my career to be as as full of different characters and different experiences as possible. Okay. Yes. Okay. But on this case, if let's say that we're going to make your whole, yeah, yeah, your whole life into a TV show. Oh. Who would like, yeah, who would you like to play, to play you, basically? Oh, man. I love Penelope Cruz. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I love her raw performances and how free she is and, uh, you know, and, and her portrayal are of, of different characters. And also she can be very wild, incredibly wild mm. and incredibly sweet and fragile and vulnerable and true. So, and of course, I love the fact that she speaks Spanish. So that adds magic to it all because uh, it's just it's just different. And it's 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 close to me to to my heart so i yeah that's the one that comes to mind i'll take it sounds like a plan and you know my last question you know uh really cool relaxing questions we can all enjoy after you know a couple of interesting questions the last one here is what do you think that could be the perfect title for this episode we just did okay so my experience with acting, the first time I stepped in front of a film, of a, of a camera, and I was surrounded by the crew and looking at all these teamwork, because I've always been drawn by mm -hmm. teamwork. Mm -hmm. That's why I sang with choirs. That's why, I, that's why I've danced and competed in dance competitions with a team, is because teamwork is very appealing to me. And teamwork with film is so magical because you get to see the skeleton, the the raw of the work. And then you, you go the other side and you see the magic of addition and sound and all these. So the first time I experienced this on a film film set, I felt I'm home. I'm mm. home. This is where I feel the most comfortable and my soul feels the most comfortable because I'm an artist. And so I would name this episode, Find a Home for Your Soul. Okay. Find or, a Home for Your Soul, okay. Or? Or Home for Your Soul, to make it shorter. Yeah, both, both because, sound good. Because we all have a calling. And totally. hopefully, hopefully, hopefully all of us can find and are courageous enough to find what it is that we love doing and where mm. our soul feels that it's at home. And that's not easy. For everybody, I, I am, I'm so aware of how privileged I am to have the opportunity to do this, and that I am a woman that is that was not born in a place where women cannot even go to school or mm -hmm. even show their face. You know, so as long as you have the opportunity to create your own destiny and find what it is what it is that you like doing, by all means, I, I, I that's my wish for everybody that we all strive to find the home for our soul, which should be what we do. It, it shouldn't, of course, it's work. It's not always enjoyable, yeah. but it's so much more worth it. Uh, the, the, the good in it, the reward in it is so much more worth it than the pain, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's part of the process, you know, it's, 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 it is what it is, you know, of course, that not, I mean, not because you want something that doesn't mean that it's going to be all easy, you know, you need to 
work hard. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of moments in which you're going to be thinking about quitting and questioning yourself if, 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 if it's the right decision you're taking. I mean, I think that is part of the whole human nature. I mean, what I have discovered is that sometimes we humans tend to tend to just complicate things because that's the way it is, you know? So, uh, yeah, but there, I mean, but, but if you're following something you believe in, regardless of, or yeah, regardless of how, how stressful might be at some point, you will still moving forward because you, you want to keep going, you know, you want to go all the way here and to reach that, into until you reach that moment in which you'd be like okay now i'm comfortable let's search for the new talent i mean for the new challenge and things like that so yes yes and i, I think it's all about feeling right yeah. do, do i feel at home those does my soul like what i'm doing now how do i feel about what i'm doing as difficult as it is because when you are working on what you love time flies right time flies mm -hmm. it's like when we were children i think that's how we should approach life um, the feeling we got when we were children, we were playing with our friends. It was never enough, right? We could be physically exhausted, but the, but in our minds, we just wanted to keep going. And yeah. I know that when we grow up, the stakes are high and there are bills to pay. But I think we should approach our work. Hopefully it is what we love doing. And if we find it, we should approach it with the mentality of a child that is playing a game. Of course, nobody likes losing uh, a game, but there will be another game tomorrow. We get to play tomorrow again. There will be an opportunity and to approach it with that mentality of enjoying the moment, enjoying life, the, the opportunities that life brings to us. So yeah, I would call it find the home for your soul. All right. I mean, at the end, what can I say? You know? It's amazing what you do. It's incredible. It's super badass. Now we discover. I mean, we now we just discover why you're a total badass. But the fact that you keep doing you, yeah, you keep moving forward. You keep loving it. I mean, I think that's the most important part that you love it. And I mean, we. I mean, we all, we all have heard about do what makes you happy. But sometimes we don't know. I mean, but we don't take into consideration that it's gonna be a little bit of a bumpy ride. But the fact that, that you keep moving forward, you're making it happen, I mean, it's inevitable that at some point we're gonna be chatting about the multiple thousand projects you've been in because you're doing it by heart. And I do tend to believe, I mean, I'm a firm believer that if you do things by heart, you know, if you're honest with it, great things are gonna come along the way at some point, so. Yeah, doors will open. Doors will open. That's why it's so important to listen to what we, what, what our inner wisdom wants. What the hunch, right? We have totally. a hunch. Well, maybe I should try this. Try it by all means. You never know if it's going to be amazing, and if it's not, at least you tried it, right? And if you are doing what you love, doors will open. They will open. Um, now, like I said, it's not always easy for everybody. No. I understand I am a privileged person to have been born in a country in Costa Rica where, where women can get it, can access education, where we can create our own future. Um, so as long as, 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 as possible for us, we should look for that and, and approach work and whatever it is we're doing with the child mindset, with enjoyment and excitement that we had when we were children. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. I mean, it's incredible. It's epic. It's badass. I mean, I want to thank you so much, uh, Karina, for making this happen. I also want to thank those who stayed here the whole conversation. Let me know what you think in the comments below. But most important, as I said in the beginning, on the description below, you're going to find all of Carolina's social media. Let's follow her. Hashtag Team Carolina because she's incredible. And again, thank you for making this happen. Keep rocking. Keep killing. Keep, keep killing it. Keep shining. And um, I'll see you in the next one.
Thank you so much, Dan, for having me. Absolutely. <laughs>